The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. Why is the Force connected? I am a Jedi. Always do there are. We're a dyad in the Force. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Force Dive Podcast. This is going to be episode 53. This is going to be our Comic-Con, or at least our first Comic-Con edition, coming to you live from our only slightly moldy Sheraton <laughs> hotel room uh, here on the close of uh, night one of Comic-Con. I'm your host, Obi Sean, joined, as always, by my co-host with the most, Jerry John. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing Fantastic! After a whirlwind day one, uh, started out well really early for me. I, I mean, you've done this Comic Con stuff before, I have not, and so you're like, let's get up at five thirty. This is me at like every con. I think that's the surprising <laughs> thing because I'm not normally like a let's get up and go really early in the morning, but when I'm on con time, like I am. Like, it's time to go. You're just in it. I'm in it. I'm, I'm ready every you, morning. You are in the zone. And it, I, I will say, coming here to San Diego, which, you know, being from the Midwest, it's the middle of July. It's like Satan's armpit from a humidity and heat standpoint. So coming here where it's 70 degrees and absolutely gorgeous, I don't mind, you know, getting up early and camping out, which thankfully they had the uh, the canopies for us to sit under this morning, but... Uh, oh, yeah. We were only out there for, like, 30 minutes, though, before they... Before they corralled us inside. Yeah. Well, and and the, uh, you know, the game plan was to leave at 5.30, but neither of us were up at 5.30. Yeah, that'll happen. No. So, um, so yeah, so this is going to be kind of an off-the-cuff recording. Uh, it is currently, well, our normal recording time, if it was back home, it's about 10 p.m. Again, close of day one. And uh, so we're going to talk a bit about a lot of the things we saw today, um, discuss one of the panels we sat in on, and uh, kind of tie it back into Star Wars a little bit. And then um, maybe some of the highlights and lowlights. I know John has a specific lowlight I'm sure he'd like to share. So, uh, <laughs> of course. Without any further ado, we'll just kind of dive right in. So, I mean... Camping out three and a half hours before uh, the show begins, I would say relatively uh, uneventful, save for a handful of people who were uh, had some uh, had some line issues. The cinnamon sugar Auntie Anne's pretzel was top notch. A delicious breakfast. <laughs> Auntie Anne's pretzels and Diet Pepsi for me. And did no, you end up Mountain Dew? You got the Mountain, Mountain Dew, right? Yeah. And a cinnamon sugar pretzel. Had to get my day going. <laughs> but we we must have been, what, I don't know, one of the first 750 people in? Oh, up top of that line? Yeah. I would probably venture a guess that there was only 200 people corralled in the corral ahead of us. 200? Okay. I don't think there was much more than that. I'm, I think terrible, was, at, I, I'm terrible at I estimating. I actually think there was less than that, but... I mean, that crowd was pretty, it was pretty deep. I couldn't really see the front of it. So. That's true. Um, but just like, you know, every row, imagine 12 to 15 people. So Yeah, I'm terrible at estimating the sea of humanity. Behind us, I know it wrapped the entire. Behind us, there was a lot of people. <laughs> it wrapped the entire upper concourse. Um, it was pretty insane. But on the con floor, uh, 
they were of course quick to uh, remind you not to run, or they would throw you out of oh, the uh, of the facility. But we went to Hasbro Safety first. Ha Hasbro first to get our uh, QR code, which was a lot quicker than yeah. I think we expected. That's quick. Um, and then you ventured off where? I hit up the uh, Mind Style. Okay. So they've got the Pop Asia Funkos there. Okay. That were the kind of exclusives. So uh, picked up some kind of exclusive Funko Pops there. Uh, while you went off to uh, Roosevelt. I went to Roosevelt's, um, which, for those who don't know, uh, is a uh, line of shirts uh, that, well, I, they only have men's sh shirts. They're, they're, they don't have any women's shirts, which is surprising. But, uh, but yeah, uh, TK, a.k.a. Keith, or Keith, a.k.a. TK. Anyways, he wanted the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted the uh, exclusive for today, and so I was like, all right, I'll just get that one. And uh, oddly enough, Elliot, um, and I don't know his last name, but he's the DJ at like all the Star Wars celebrations. DJ Elliot. He's DJ Elliot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he was right in front of me in line, and like I looked at him, and not that he would know who the hell I am, but he looked at me, and he kind of like stared at me, and I was like, yeah, I, I know you. And then he's like glad-handing all of the Roosevelt guys. Um in front of me, like, hey, Elliot, how you doing? And they come to me, like, yeah, what can we do for you? But uh, no, sounds about right. They were super nice. But were you uh, wearing your podcast T-shirt? I was. Oh, I and was. They didn't, and, you, and they didn't give you any special treatment. They, they did not. <laughs> they, I don't think they've listened yet. I, I should have slipped them a business card. But in, 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 in the flurry, I ended up getting a. Uh, 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 it was. It's called Double Ko, but it's a TMNT. And uh, Street Fighter duo shirt, which is pretty cool. It's pretty uh, Star Wars centric. It is. It is, but it gets better because the Star Wars shirts were actually at the Star Wars or the Lucasfilm Pavilion. Um, I keep wanting to call it Star Wars, but it was more than Star Wars, and then apparently that's it's what it's called is the Lucasfilm Pavilion. So, um, so while you were still in line for your Funko Pops, I went over there and uh, picked up a couple pew pews, uh, yeah. which. which which is, uh, it's got some TIE Fighters on it, and it literally says Pew Pew on it. Pew Pew. And I picked up the sweet uh, Summer Snips, which is, uh, for those who are on social media kind of following STCC, it's kind of the orange, blue, white sort of uh, spirally pattern, uh, which is, of course, Ahsoka's colors. You can also see Obi-Shawn's haul on, you know, Twitter, Facebook. I did I, I did post that, and I, I don't think I posted the haul on Instagram, but yeah, it's definitely on Twitter. But... Uh, <clears throat> but then, um, yeah, picked up uh, picked up the Dagobah drip, which was the Star Wars exclusive, which I think it, it just has Yoda on it, um, which it, it is a pretty cool um, uh, pattern, but definitely not my style. So fortunately, Keith said he would he would take that one also. Um, but so that I mean that was pretty much our well. What did you end up getting from your Pop Asia booth? Mind style, um, or yeah, mind style. Uh, well, it's Pop Asia. Well, it is Pop Asia. But um, you know, I got a couple different pops. I got some Blacklight Jokers, um, Blacklight, uh, Blacklight, Blacklight, Martian Manhunter, mm. um, a couple of the three ancient um, warriors. Um, and then the lucky, a lucky, the lucky cat, cat, right? Yeah, yeah. lucky cat. Which um, uh, our, our friend Keith again, he he had to have <laughs> it, had to have the animal. He got Fortune Tiger for me last year too. So um, keeping the keeping the 
keeping the tradition going. Tradition going. Um, but yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was a good experience. The guys around me online were really cool. So, uh, which is one of those things that Comic Con like there are long lines, so you get to know the people around you pretty quick if they're if they are talkative. Um, granted, the people in front of me had their headphones in, and um, I'm not sure English was their first language. So, but the guys behind me, very cool guys, um, pretty local here in San, um, in California at least. So, um, and multiple San Diego Comic Cons in their past. Mm. So, it was just fun picking their brain about some stuff, and um, yeah, it was a good time. Mm. It was not a bad line. It went pretty quick. Yeah, kept it, they kept it moving. Yeah, and then and I know both of us picked up. Uh, again, I know we're talking about the things we bought. We'll get to the panel here in a second. But um, the last thing was the we visited the Stan's booth because, mm. um, well, you you have made me a convert. We're of very their socks. I'm, I'm a big fan of Stan's <laughs> socks. I started buying Stan's socks uh, when they first came out with Star Wars patterns, and uh, I have been buying them ever since. And I converted you and um, Keith. Uh-huh. Um, at Star Wars Celebration last year in Anaheim. Yes. Uh, and yeah, they're that, amazing. Like I love the socks. They're a little on the expensive side, but I mean, you'll get your wear out of them, and they are by far the comfiest socks I've ever had, um, long term. Yeah, without question. I mean, they're they're. Uh, I I I mean, I I cycle through my three pack that I bought last year, every week for work, and uh, unfortunately they are starting to wear out. So, it was perfect timing that I would get. <clears throat> get a replacement set, and they had a four-piece Clone Wars box set, uh, which came with Anakin, uh, Season Seven, Ahsoka, Rex, and then Maul. And the Maul was the uh, the Darth Maul was, I guess, the con exclusive or the set exclusive. Uh, and it was actually under this little flap that had the little cutout that made it look like him in the holding pod. Very cool packaging, that's <laughs> for sure. That's probably the most unique packaging I've seen for Stan socks, like with the extra thing on the inside versus yeah. some of the other stuff that they've come out with. Cool boxes on the outside, but nothing like that where it was like an extra um, detail to the mm-hmm. show or movie. Yeah, So, and they also had some leftover uh, uh, Return of the Jedi lunch boxes from, from they were London. saying from London, but, um, but neither of us picked those up. And so, you know, after... Uh, you know, in an effort to, to cool off, we ended up going into uh, one of these panels, uh, of which there are dozens and dozens. Uh, it's a whole TV guide. <laughs> I, I said it, it is last a TV year. guide. It's a, it's a TV guide they hand you, um, and you just get to funnel through what you want to go to. Then there's something for everyone, every hour, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. And when you talked about that last year, I didn't, obviously, I didn't understand it because I didn't, I didn't see the guidebooks, but it is absurd the number of things that are going on here um, but then again when you see the sea of humanity that is both in the convention hall and the surrounding hotels you kind of understand that if you didn't have that many things to do it would it would be even worse human soup than than it already is but um, the panel we ended up going to was fan favorites the heroes we love and it was um, uh, moderated by Stephanie Girk and it had Bo Smith J. Scott Campbell and Matthew Southworth on the panel. Um, and they were kind of talking about, well, you know, how they how they tend to write their heroes. You know, wh- what is the sort of personality you look for uh, when writing these heroes? They were asked to share some of their own personal heroes. Um, and, and there were a lot of interesting tidbits I think to come out of that, 
to come out of that panel, one of which was talking about, you know, as we get older, you know, the concept of a hero changes or or those that we see as heroes might change. Yeah, like what, what we look for in a hero changes exactly. as we get a little older. And and so, you know, whereas like as a child, right, you, you're kind of enamored uh, or you can be enamored, right, with, well, let's just say it's an outfit or or, you know, big muscles or, you know, the simple the simpler things. Right. And, and then the stuff that you think you want to grow into because you are a kid. Like, right. Oh, I can be that one day or I want to be that one day. You Something know? to aspire to. And and then as you get older, right, you you are kind of maybe more looking for that hero that you can on some level relate to because of some of the struggles that they might be going through or what have you. And it, and it makes them more, more relatable. And they, you know, talked about, like I said, some of their, their early childhood heroes and, uh, Campbell mentioned George Lucas actually as his childhood hero. Cause he said he was born in 73, I think he said. And so he's like, I was the perfect age for star Wars. And, and it was interesting because he was saying as he grew up, right, it's not that he didn't like George Lucas anymore, right, but it, it, it shifted. He actually said that he actually looks up to James, uh, James Cameron now, um, <coughs> which isn't a bad person to look up to anyways. But um, talking real quick about the the concept of of the hero changing or becoming more humanized, you know, as it relates to Star Wars, and, you know, I, I, I often think of all the backlash that the sequels get, right, because of how they handled uh, certain characters, certain characters right? And, <laughs> and 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 even even if you extend it into the Kenobi series, right, and how, how Obi-Wan was uh, portrayed, at least from his, his initial character arc. And, and I wonder if, you know, some of the stuff they talked about in this panel makes sense with that in that a lot of people who grew up watching the original trilogy right they saw the younger versions of these heroes right who for all intents and purposes uh had no um like shortcomings or or hurdles really to overcome obviously luke had to deal with the fact that vader was his father um and they were all dealing with the the galactic civil war but from a from a heroic archetype, right? They they were pretty flawless. Um, whereas you get into the sequels, and Han is portrayed a certain way from as a fatherly figure. Uh, Luke is portrayed a certain way as you know a broken sort of shell of himself. Uh, and, and Leia, you know, she was she actually didn't really have have a. Uh, what's the right word? Like a uh, a terribly separate arc, right? So she's still a general. She's still in in a, in a, in a position of power and stuff like that. Um, and, and and so I, I wonder from your thoughts, and I and I know <laughs> kind of your thoughts on the sequels in general, but looking at it through the lens of this discussion that that this panel had. Do you think that when it came to writing these heroes in their older age, it made actual sense, it made more sense to have them be vulnerable uh, and have these flaws, these cracks in that veneer 
that so many grew up watching and and sort of uh, idolizing or, or or you know. I mean, I think they went over it in the panel pretty well today, and uh, uh, obviously everyone not there didn't get this, but um, you know they talked about that god tier mm-hmm. like look about your heroes when you were kids, right? And and now uh, as you get older. You know, you know the world's not perfect, so you understand that people aren't perfect. Uh, the problem is, I think, in the, this particular case with Star Wars and talking about some of those legacy characters that have been with us for forty plus years, um, you're you're hitting you're hitting adults, whereas kids saw God tier heroes. Mm-hmm. You're hitting them in, right in the feels of those were my people when mm-hmm. I was growing up. So uh, I think that's where the biggest issue was, was that if they were introducing a new character and they had flaws, it'd be cool. But they grew up and 40, for 40 years, these characters were flawless people. And like they were exactly what you wanted out of them. Mm-hmm. So you already knew that there was flaws for Han and stuff like that. You didn't need to know that he felt like he was a terrible dad. Right. Like, I didn't need that. <laughs> right. Um, but... You know, it, it's just, it's weird how, um, and they even talked about it, like the, the flaws that they're putting in heroes now to make them more relatable. Mm-hmm. It's almost getting to the point where it's oversaturated because they're trying to do too much with some of them mm-hmm. or make them anti-heroes or, um, and which that's not the case in Star Wars, for instance, but in other genres it is. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, or that they're trying to make the villains more presentable. More likable. More right? like more likable, more <laughs> like... You're like, I can see where he's coming from. I don't actually know if I want to see where he's coming from, but you know. Well, and I gave you, I gave you, we were sitting there and I, and I turned to you, I was like, oh, it's like Count Dooku, right? Like you don't, you know, you can understand, especially after Tales of the Jedi, right? Like where he was coming from, but then the way he went about it was, uh, not ideal. Um, from a certain point of view. Right. Well, and, and, and it goes to the cynicism that they were talking about in this panel as well. And. And how, you know, when we grow up, right, we become a lot more cynical. And, you know, they talked about, they related that more to the current climate of things, uh, you know, from a political perspective where the political discourse is just um, out, you know, out of hand. But, <coughs> as again, the, the fact that, yeah, as we get older, we become more cynical, right? People, some people don't want to see that. Yeah. in their characters right they they go especially to the you know they go to the movies to escape uh Re- real life yeah and or, or reality real life whatever and so in that respect again with with how things were done with the sequels maybe maybe that was too much they were like hey i didn't come here to see my hero broken into you know multiple different pieces hey i'm not you know i don't want to watch the kenobi series to to see how weak he had become only of course as we know for him to gain all that strength back through through his relationship with leia which personally i kind of like that arc but i i enjoy the vulnerability of my heroes right like for me obi-wan would be that character that i would look up to but uh and it was interesting too when they when they opened up the uh the panel or the yeah the panel to questions uh people were asking about well you know writing anti-heroes right there was uh, a cosplayer as harvey dent slash two-face yeah and uh 
and she was asking, you know, that specific thing about the anti-hero and, and those who might have noble intentions, but <clears throat> questionable means of, of going about it. But then somebody asked, you know, can you have, I think he said, uh, boy, uh, the Boy Scout. Oh, is there still room for the Boy Scout? In, in, in stories today. And, you know, it was an interesting response because they referred to, I guess, the original Superman, which I'll admit I haven't, I haven't seen. Um, yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't know if you've seen it or I, not. Yes. And, and so you probably understand what they're saying more than I do. Well, I mean, Superman as a original hero, I mean, uh, they said it during this, like, uh, during the, the panel, like Superman is hard to write to be relatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, a, a member of an alien race that has all these powers basically making him invincible except for one weakness. Mm-hmm. But everything else about him is perfect. So it's hard to write him as a character to connect with people now because they already know who Superman is and he's untouchable. Yep. Which is also why DC came up with Batman. But even Batman, and they even said as much, Batman's becoming hard to write because he's too punched the other way. He's he's the rich guy who punches Punches poor poor people in the face. This is their words, not not ours. And and that actually got a decent chuckle out of the room um because I mean, it's, so tr- I mean, they, they, it, it's true yeah i mean if you and if you've seen uh, not they just see in the comics but like in the most recent batman film that came out with robert pattinson like dude is just a dark mm-hmm. tormented human being yeah he's rich but like he is just a tormented human like yeah i mean it is dark and very much the way they are, as, again, going back to the panel, their words, not mine, oversaturating the market with these kind of heroes that, granted, Batman's been long, uh, along the ride for a long time, but oversaturating the, the hero landscape with these people that are very flawed in certain aspects, but mm-hmm. then come through. Um, but then they also compared, I mean, J. Scott Campbell knows them very well, but Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was built in already with all these flaws because he's a young kid. Like Peter Parker got his powers as a high school kid. Like he's young. He's going to make a lot of mistakes. That's relatable to every high school kid out there. Exactly. It's also relatable to anybody that's in their mid 20s to early 30s because they think back to the times when they were younger doing stupid crap and making mistakes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was, that was a really interesting panel to get, uh, you know, everyone's perspective you know those those writers perspectives those writers perspectives on and yeah because those guys have been writing for 40 plus years at this point a long I time mean, yeah some well a couple of those guys were 40 plus i think jay scott's about 30 plus but still yeah i mean they kept referring to, to stuff they were writing in the late 80s late 80s like, early 90s uh, yeah i'm younger than them <laughs> But uh, it, it, it's always interesting to, to get those sorts of perspectives, especially people who have that depth of knowledge, not just about comics, but, um, you know, enter- the entertainment sphere in general yeah. uh, as it relates to typical hero archetypes and, and, the, and the way that they go about writing them. Um, you know, and it'll be interesting, you know, as we go forward with Star Wars and, you know, curious what will happen now that uh you know we got the recent announcement from disney that they're gonna 
you know, slow some of the stuff as it relates to Star Wars and Marvel. Um, but, you know, as, as far as new projects are concerned, new heroes, how they write those, um, you know, because for some reason certain people didn't didn't take to Ray as a, as a new uh, heroine, right? Um, you know, Ben being the anti-hero. Uh, you know what's weird about the Ray thing is like they wrote her as a god tier character. Sort of. I mean, kind. I mean, outside of not having parents that she knew about. Go ahead, find it. Find the flaw. Outside of not, she was a perfect pilot. I don't think she was perfect. I mean, she 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 outclassed uh, trained pilots immediately. Mm. I don't know what else you want. Like. <laughs> quite literally outclassed train pilots immediately in a ship that she should not have been able to fly, having no piloting experience. You don't know that she didn't fly anything before that. <laughs> Everyone listening to the podcast. This is me just, this is me, this is me just being difficult understand right now. the look I gave Sean yeah. while he just said that. Uh-huh. This, this is just me being difficult. I'll go find something in the archives. Of find, her. find me the canonical. Uh, anyways, that... That's we can argue about that all day. Derailing but the anyway, point. But, but, I mean, it was one of those characters that was written to be all-powerful. Like, very few flaws stood up for what she believed in, which was on the good side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. She was kind of written along that line of what we would call, like, perfect hero. Everything worked out for her. Except she didn't know who she was. Which yeah, which which makes well, so but then if, again, if you think about it from a relatability perspective, right, yeah. and you look at it broader, right, since we're on this topic, as far as how people view themselves or who people see themselves as, right, and and in a way being able to choose their own path that is separate from what would be preordained right. for them. You can choose your name. Well, well, but but right, but if you use if you see that as the metaphor that it is, yeah, and in in that respect, it's 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 an important concept, right? And I think, and it goes, and this will be the last thing from the panel. It goes back to the packaging and how it's delivered to the audience, right? And and uh, Campbell uh, said this as much as. You know, you can get people from all walks of life to get behind a hero, behind a message, behind a story arc, if you if you tell it in a coherent way. And I think a lot of people's chagrin with the sequels is that it did feel very disjointed, right? But if you shove the the message, the overarching message, uh, in in people's faces immediately then it becomes harder to, to digest. Whereas if you break it down, you spread it out over time, people grow to, to follow the character, they grow to enjoy the character, and then when the reveal comes, or when that message gets passed over, passed on, whatever, then people are like, oh, okay, that makes sense, yeah. right? And, and so maybe that was the um, sh- shortcoming in in how and how her character was uh, portrayed and again not 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 acted right but is that if things would have been 
maybe better road mapped, then then people could have gotten more behind it. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, kind of trying to dive into people's thought processes. But it was interesting talking, listening to these guys talk and trying to tie it back into some of the things, uh, uh, you know, within the Star Wars universe. Well, yeah, not just that, but, like, things we cared about, you know? Like, I'm sure you think about heroes when you were a child, like, mm. what heroes you looked up to, and have they changed or have they stayed the same? And, you know, like, when I think back to my childhood, like, I grew up watching Batman the Animated Series. I freaking <laughs> love Batman. Um, and granted, like, the Animated Series was pretty, pretty clean as far as Batman is concerned, mm-hmm. as uh, from a, a rich guy punching poor people, so to speak, quote unquote. But, you know, as I grew up seeing the other movies, I related to him more because I saw the reasons and I also you know, dealt with not as early in childhood as he did, but I dealt with uh, a, a parent dying at least at a pretty young age. So, you know, I, I, you relate to that a little bit just because it's a huge loss and it really does affect you um, more than you would ever imagine it happening mm-hmm. until it happens. So, um, but yeah, like, um, but now even, even thinking about it now, like I think about some of the heroes I look up to uh, outside of like, Batman or Luke Skywalker and things like that. Like, I look at some of these other heroes that are either in cinema or um, comics, uh, and you just I've, you just view them differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think one of the questions out of the panel today was uh, from one of the audience members was, you know, if if you could pick like two to three morals yep. that, or th- two to three values, I think is what he said. Two to three values that your if when you're building a hero you you have to have them mm-hmm. so we're teaching our kids to that, th- that these are important yep um uh, and you know the panel it, i won't say they shied away from the question but they didn't come out and say like there's a hundred percent like when i'm building a character i ha- i make sure these are there mm-hmm. so i don't i mean and, and there's probably not a re- true recipe for a hero uh, so it probably wasn't an, a possible question to even answer outright. But, you know, when I'm thinking of two or three values, like, I want my guy to be honest. But also, I need the guy that it's going to play to win mm-hmm. when it comes to count. And sometimes that's not being honest, uh, depending on who you're dealing depending on who's on the other side of the ball, you know. True. So it's, it's interesting. That's why Batman still comes to mind as, like, being a favorite hero. Mm-hmm. Um but there's other things like where they somebody brought up the boys. Oh yeah. And you know, like Billy Butcher is not a great human being. <laughs> but you think he's on the right side of the ball, so whatever he's doing is passable, is okay. Right. It's <laughs> a, it's an ends justify and the means type of thing. Exactly. And and but, but is he honest? No. <laughs> no, he's not. Honorable? Hmm. Borderline. Probably not either. <laughs> but he's got an excellent accent. He does. He does. <laughs> but uh the uh uh, and that, uh, just to f- wrap that question there that you were talking about, they were talking about how th- they would hope that they could teach, <coughs> teach, teach their kids, or not their kids, but teach kids that it's that it's okay to be, what was it okay to be wrong, like how to handle being wrong or something like that, yeah. and and in, in so many words, right? Because again, in in our current sort of discourse, 
you're not allowed to have. I mean, you can't be wrong. Yeah, a dissenting opinion or be wrong for. God forbid you're just outright wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, don't, don't. If you post on social media and you're wrong, oof. they let you know. Yeah, they're loud. And then kindness, right? And and what was it? Um, uh, Mike, Michael? No, not Michael. Who from the panel? Bo? Matthew. Sorry, oh, Matthew, Matthew was talking about how Mister Rogers was his oh, yes. his hero, right? Mm-hmm. And and what did Mister Rogers always preach? Kindness. So, um, above all else, you know, above all else, be kind. Um, so yeah, so I mean, that was really it was a really good panel. It was a great sort of break for us because we've been running him for it was a, a long morning, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so the afternoon we got to uh, we we visited the uh, Hasbro Vault pop up shop, which if you if if you do happen to be listening to this during the con, uh, it's in the gas lamp quarter. They do have reservations uh, available, but there is also a standby queue. And it's it's because Hasbro doesn't have anything for sale on the floor per se. No, um, no they're just showcasing everything. Exactly. So so this is a great opportunity to uh, not only purchase things. I know both of us got our three uh, three and three quarter. Black Chrysanthemum yeah. figures today. Um, you can try on some of the Black Series helmets that they have there. You can pretty cool. try out. Uh, I there, I'll post a picture of this, but there's me uh, a picture of me wearing a Phase Two Clone Trooper helmet, which is pretty awesome. Pretty great. Um, they've got the four uh, four of the Force Effect sabers uh, available for you to kind of like play around with or purchase. Uh, yeah. Well, you can also buy them, but uh, and then uh, <laughs> Jedi John found. Uh, Found some enjoyment in the power, uh, power yeah, the red ranger sword, the ranger so. sword, and uh, and then I got my hands on the uh, the uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm sure there's a name for it, but the uh, the the. I'm really mad that the, I can't think of it. The right Ghost now. Blaster. It's I'm just gonna uh, call it the Ghost Blaster. I'm, I'm yeah, it's their um, shoot. What's it called? Pulse. Um, nope. It doesn't matter. It's the thing they use to it's blast the, the ghost. It's, it's the, the ghost gun. blaster, and yeah. that's what I'm gonna call it. Um, and you and you actually tried on the Thanos. Uh, they had a Thanos gauntlet too, which was cool because you could snap, and it would yeah, and it would light up. It would that's activate. So that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, and then <laughs> John proceeded to spend how many hours wandering around the Funko booth? Uh, so this is, two, this is the low lights. Hours. I'm just going to let John uh, share his low light. Man, of the oh day. man. <laughs> two hours walking around the Funko area, trying to get the standby after the lottery winners were done for the day. Uh, and so we were just, everyone was just waiting for general admission. Like anyone can get in. And, uh, people don't understand the whole, like, you just need to walk. And if you're there at the right time, cool. If not, you're out of luck, but like, I get it. Like everybody wants what I, everybody wants to get in. So I understand like camping by where they think it's going to be let in, but also, uh, it creates a traffic jam. Funko's in the corner and the Funko booth and the queue for that specific for the pop booth is in the very back corner. And there are, there's just a bottleneck there. If you, if you're on a corner and you're not moving it, you just are creating traffic problems. And, you know, that's when the fire marshal walks in. So um, security was trying to get everybody to move. Most people were just taking quick laps, but then they were just doing this mini circle <laughs> in this one section. So instead of people actually moving the traffic flow, they were just 
a stagnant circle. You, you know, like when your Roomba gets stuck, right? And it just does the exact <laughs> same motion over and over. That's what was happening. It was just, it was like, like a bunch of Roombas. It got stuck just, under a chair. <laughs> just and it's just, just bumping, bumping into the same chair leg, just going in circles. That's what it looked like. Yeah, uh, and it was just terrible. And then they finally opened it. And I was in a good spot when they opened it. And uh, so I jumped in the queue, which was along the wall. And, um, yeah, I got smashed against the wall by, like, five people trying to get into the queue also, along with everybody else that was along the wall. Um, I have a lovely picture. I guess we'll share that on social media. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, it was miserable. It was it was the worst experience I've ever had trying to get an exclusive of anything. And the guy even said, if you guys ambush me, we're not doing it. Well, go figure. They couldn't control the line. I actually blame partly Funko, like for their poor planning, and then nobody with a T-shirt on stepping up and mm-hmm. saying, "You're out, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out." Like, because there was a line on the floor. Seems simple to me. I'm inside the line. <laughs> They're outside the line. If you're outside the line, you're out. Like, please stop smashing into people. Just walk away. You're done. I'm sorry. Today's not your day go to the end of the queue um and i understand it like some people think that's unfair but you're either in the queue or you're not in the queue and you know there's got to be a cutoff somewhere uh but after they didn't sort that out they just said we're not doing it this way and so everybody got kicked out of line and i was literally like four people from the, the front of the queue and i'm just like this is so stupid so then we continued the crazy traffic jam because people still weren't moving because they wanted to get in the booth. And then they started randomly picking people out of the crowd to come in, to the, which was probably worse. That was probably the worst thing they could have done. And uh, they started picking people who were just moving. Well, guess what? I was moving. I never got picked. There's people just camped out right in the front that wouldn't move. And I'm just like, if you guys just moved, this would be better for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I left with no Funko today from the sh- Funko shop. And it's disappointing because, well, we didn't get Lattos. So yeah, no, we didn't. It is it is what it is. 0 for, 0 for 48 Lotto punches um, <laughs> we were. So, it, it, you know, thing, and that happens. Uh, every con we go to, you know, they've got lotteries that we were very fortunate at Star Wars Celebration. We got into a bunch of stuff that, <laughs> you know, didn't expect to. Uh, here we got nothing so well and that's the thing too about the lotteries here versus celebration is there was no way or there is no way to really transfer them here whereas in at celebration you managed to uh <clears throat> find a few people who were willing to sell you their spot yeah. and it was at least doable that that way there's uh, with the rfid tagging that they have on the badges uh here which i will say is a great it's nice feature. Um, it makes uh, finagling a lottery ticket or a, uh, a lottery time more challenging. Even signing up for other stuff, like you know, like we were talking to um, uh, the guys that got or for Image Comics. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. the Geiger, the Geiger comic that yep. was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, picked that up for Brandon over there. Yes. Uh, shout out for Galactic Dads Ol there. Old B got a signed comic got a signed at comic. the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Uh, but even, 
you know, he was like, oh, join our email list. And then we're like, yeah. And all you have to do is show your badge. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. no punch anything in. Just show your badge and they scan it because it's RFID to your account. So, um, it's, yeah, it's really handy. Um, really like that. Yeah. And, and so while you were doing that, I was, I was off while well, seeing the entire show floor, which, which, which was enjoyable. I, I did make it back to the Lego booth. We didn't talk about that beforehand, but we were at the Lego booth before the panel we spoke about earlier. And it was, it was just, a, again, a sea of people. And, and they made the mistake of, of announcing some VIP keychains oh around the front desk. And I, the, again, for those who haven't seen it, it's, it's their, sh their shop is, a, a retro blockbuster that seems to be a theme yeah funko's got one too. funko has yeah. the exact same thing um uh, but it was called brick busters yeah instead of blockbuster but it they, was cool it's really cool they have um old like kind of movie uh like vhs boxes uh, but they're built out of lego like on the wall uh, that you can get your picture by and they've got a big giant lego speeder bike that you can uh, get your picture near uh, and we actually did manage to score a couple pins from that, but uh, and then they have a bunch of the sets on on display. And so, you know, going back after the the frenzy died down in the afternoon, I will say that um, that there's a new Chewbacca set that just got uh, leaked or announced probably three or four days ago now, and the box art looks horrific. Like it's 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 not quite like Nightmare inducing but it's it's pretty bad and and i will say that actually seeing it in person it's not as offensive as the box art makes it the the eyes are still really too far inset i don't know why they didn't bring the eyes forward a little bit but the actual head does not look as uh uneven as it does on the box art and uh, it still doesn't look like a model i would i would consider picking up but they did have the ghost on display there, the new Ghost that's coming out um, in September. That's available for pre-order now, uh, as well as like the new Yavin Four set. They had the uh, they had the new Ahsoka fighter also there, which which looked real good. Um, so so that was that was a cool booth to uh, uh, <clears throat> to meander by, and so uh, you know you've already shared one of your low lights. What was <laughs> What was probably what was your highlight from uh, from day one? Well, you know, um, I mean, we kind of touched on, we touched a lot on the panel. Obviously, the panel was a good experience. I think most of the panels, if you find your topic that you want to go in and sit in on, um, you're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get some good info or some good insight um, from. Um, there's panels for everybody. Um, I don't know. Overall, today, I mean, it was just everybody was the energy inside the building is just always so fun. Mm -hmm. um, even in lines and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think that was really it. I mean, just seeing some of the stuff that they had on display. And uh, we didn't even make it to, like, we barely made it to the Iron Studios at the end of the day. You know, we still have to go back in and see, like, I, I didn't see any sideshow stuff today. I oh, yeah. There's, yeah. And there's plenty of stuff. So, uh, um, you know, our next day there is Sunday, and I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the stuff that, uh, I either walked by today or just didn't even make it over to because mm -hmm. I was doing other stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, overall it was just the energy inside the building today was great. Everything went smoothly outside of the Funko booth for me. So, I mean, I, there's no, no real complaint. Um, so, I mean, so it's, it's, it was a good day. Yeah. 
Yeah, the this is my first being this being my first true Comic Con. Uh, I don't think I was prepared for the amount of people, especially compared to Celebration. Um, it was packed. Yeah, but I, 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 you know, the the Lucasfilm panel with uh, all the Ahsoka stuff was really cool to see. Um, I don't think we really talked about that, but. Uh, you know, you had your you had the full size chopper. You had Ahsoka's outfit. Um, the concept art looked really, really cool. Um, I did go back towards the end of the day, and uh, IG Eleven had uh, been replaced by Red Five, which was pretty cool. Um, but they had all of the lightsabers. So you had Ahsoka's lightsaber. You had Sabine's lightsaber, uh, Balin and Shin's lightsabers, as well as uh, uh, our new Inquisitor's lightsaber as well. So, so that was that was really cool to see. Um, <coughs> But just kind of, you know, the last con we went to, being Celebration in Anaheim, uh, was still uh, COVID protocols. So this is the first convention I've been to that's that's been sort of post-pandemic. Um, and so, to your point, the energy level was was high. Um, you know, getting to uh, getting to talk with some of the artists was cool. Um, and, and chat with some of the creators like you alluded to there with uh, the Geiger comic at the end. Um, and that's the fun stuff with cons is, yeah, getting the stuff is, is, is cool and all, but, and, and don't get me wrong, I got a lot of really cool stuff today that I'm really excited about, but just getting to talk with people, um, and it was the same at Celebration, but. Oh, we got those posters too. That thrown in, I got that thrown in. Oh, the yeah. And you got that and awesome I, freaking calendar. And I got, yeah, that's right. We got the, we got this, uh, yeah, these Austin Thrawn posters and, uh, this every single month has its own like separate planet planet poster. It's 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 gonna be awesome. But um, it's, cute. it's so cool. It's gonna be awesome. Um, oh, I will say the thing I didn't care for at all really was there. Basically, if you stopped walking in the convention center or like sorry in the exhibit hall, they yelled at you to move. Like I, I tried to post up along a wall that had nobody standing along it um, at all. And trying to put something in my backpack, and somebody comes to me and is like, "No, you can't stand there." I'm like, "What do you mean can't stand there?" Well, this is the overflow line for this signing place. I'm thinking. I look around. There is nobody in line whatsoever, and I'm like, "I understand that." I'm thinking to myself, "I understand." I didn't, you know, I got, I'm not a, I'm not one who's going to push back on right. these things. So I left. But I'm thinking to myself, "There's nobody here," so I'm not. I'm not like prohibiting somebody from going to the line. Similarly, <coughs> at the back of the uh, exhibit hall, they've got, you know, spots for concessions, a few different restroom areas. And the restroom areas have this massive sort of space that has some exit doors by it. Well, they don't let you stand, like, I'm not saying, like, congregate, but, like, even stand against the wall in the area next to the bathroom. Like, you are, you're either in the bathroom or you're... GTFO in because <laughs> you're not allowed in this area and I thought why would you put a bathroom in a space that you aren't allowing people to stand like that that makes no sense to, and I and I realized that that the bathrooms are placed there you know <laughs> when the building's constructed so it, it has nothing to do with it I just I just thought the way that certain uh, directions were get like there again you had to leave the exhibition floor to like take a break um yeah well even even this morning um you know with the directions like granted like you were like everything's got i mean there's very there's a lot of 
you know, wayfinding yeah. stuff. Like, there's a ton of stuff to tell you where you the need to go. The signage is better the here than at, at, at Celebration. Excellent, right? <laughs> but, like, what people were running into today was we got upstairs to start the queue. Yes. And then people would stop to get their swag bag, which is, mm-hmm. you know, they get a big backpack bag plus your guides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people got out of line for the main exa- um yeah, the, the exhibit, main hall, the exhibit hall line, the yeah. exhibit hall line, they were you know were catching up to their friends and family that were in line still, and security was giving them trouble about getting back up there with oh, their yeah. friends and family, and I'm like, well, you guys didn't tell anybody that you couldn't rejoin your party because you split off for a minute. Exactly. So like, you didn't tell anybody that. So these people are just coming up like. Well, my party's right there. Like I waited like, outside. I can see them. Like, I, wa- I we waited together outside. Yeah. It, it it would be different, and there were people I know oh, like this. Yeah, they, it, it would be different if if you know you had a group of people show up at six or five thirty, whatever it was, save a spot, and then someone rolls in at you know eight thirty, eight thirty, yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm here with these guys. Like, and that did happen. Yeah, when people walk in and they're like, yeah, they're right there, my party. They're, on, they're, their, on, their they're phone, on their they're on their phone. I'm like, no, they weren't in line. You were not together. You weren't together, or. They get back in line, and all of a sudden, they start giving hugs and, like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, no, they're greeting each other for the first time today. Yeah. Do you, are you watching this? These are people that need to get back back in the back of the line. But, like, yeah, I mean, th- that communication could have been a little bit better, I guess. But and, I don't, and I don't necessarily blame the security staff either because, no. again, there has to be a, 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 a harmonized message between all of them. Yeah. And... And I mean, they're just volunteers, and listening to people like berate the volunteers is just—it's oh, awful. It makes it—it it makes my skin crawl. Well, most like is, most of security people, though, they're, they're not volunteers. Yeah. I realize they're part of like the but, yeah, they're a hired but, staff. Uh, anything but, with a San Diego Comic Con T-shirt on, yeah, that's a volunteer, right? Like, people need to understand that. Like there were human stand, like there were there were staff as our stanchions on the way in today. Oh, yeah. They're like, "Thank you for coming." I'm like, "Thank you for standing here." You know, holding at the that, ass crack of dawn, holding that yellow string, wearing, wearing the string for us to walk in. Like, thank you for being here to do that. So, uh, I think, I mean, overall, I think everybody was super. Like, everybody tried to be nice. Yeah, like, they were just like, I was told by my boss, I can't let anybody through. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're somebody that's trying to get through. I can't let you. So, if you want to talk to my boss, he's over there. Mm-hmm. Like, please. And then he would come over. Yeah, I got told nobody gets through. <laughs> And we're, and we're kind of sitting there. Oh goodness, the Cafe du Monde <laughs> koozie has fallen over. I was, I thought that was just gonna make it a massive mess on the road. No, Anyways, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I was thinking to myself that they're right there. Like he, it's it, and this was literally and ten one minutes. Person. Yeah, I'm talking one person. This is literally ten minutes after we all, you know, saddled up. So it's not like somebody just cruising in last minute to jump in line. Yeah, anybody past the hour mark, I'd be <laughs> like, they didn't. Do you know how fast that swag bag line was moving? Fast. Right. I did it yesterday. Fast. So, like, if, the, if it was even 30 minutes after, no, they weren't here. Send them away. Exactly. So, uh, we're going to close uh, this with uh, this question that, that Keith sent me earlier. Um, oh, yes. After I picked him up a few things. And um, so he says, uh, now, honest question. Uh, and he says, probably one for the pod. After experiencing celebration and a little bit of SDCC, which would you look forward to and would you make an attempt to frequent more often? And he says, not considering location and travel. So not considering location and travel. Here's the thing. 
with SDCC. So there's covers everything. So it, it almost depends on what panels are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like so, it, it's it sucks kind of because like what if they have just uh, what if there's Star Wars announcement at SDCC? Could there be? Absolutely. We don't know until you know right a couple weeks prior. Uh, we don't have Hall H schedules. We don't have. I mean, we don't have anything. Um, granted, Star Wars is not like a big Hall H thing. That's not their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen at San Diego versus at Celebration. I know I'm getting new Star Wars announcements. I know I'm getting um, panels from celebrities that I can name the entire panel and can tell you what they did in Star Wars versus I come to San Diego like. Yeah, I knew J. Scott Campbell today in the in the panel, but the other two guys I didn't really know a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of those things like I just know more. So I, I, I connect and can pick out what I want to do a little bit easier um, at something like Star Wars Celebration. So personally, I would probably pick Star Wars Celebration unless there was something I knew that I needed to come see at San Diego. Right now, for a few other things, for myself personally, Funko, for instance, there's way more exclusives and way more other stuff that I want from them from San Diego than Celebration. In fact, Celebration pops last year were a lackluster pile of garbage, versus <laughs> some of the stuff at SDCC is great. Um, so it just kind of but, depends but, on what but you're looking at that from a pure pure resale perspective right partly yeah. and you know I mean, like I 80 saw, 80 80 20 like for i have a set for myself from the last star wars convention that's true i mean the last two star wars conventions i went to I have, i've got full sets of pops in my personal collection so like part of it from a value standpoint sure which like i said the last convent like 2019 pops outsell the 2022 pops mm-hmm. every day of the week like any one of them are worth more than true the highest 2022 pop except for the diamond grogu Mm -hmm. which was the store exclusive this year right so like it's just ridiculous that that's the case um but the pops were that bad um but like it just depends on what else you're here for too like um i don't know eventually i'll get more into comics and i'm sure i'll want to come here but then again they're gonna be mostly star wars that's true and and it just so happened that well we we didn't get the two days that are t- generally Star Wars. Or well, certainly Friday. Um, so so we're going to be missing, unfortunately, most of the big Star Wars panels uh, tomorrow, and, and and subsequently there's an Outlaws panel on Saturday, Saturday. which which we won't be able to make either. Um, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, I was going to say we we're talking about this on the way the way home this evening, or home back to the hotel this evening, and uh, and I you know I was kind of leaning towards. SDCC at first because of the diversity um, but to your point about the panels I mean this year is a very strange year and we didn't even really talk about that uh, with obviously the writer zero and actors and, and, and actor strike writers, yeah. um, and so a lot of your Hall H panels uh, e- either got cancelled or they weren't even scheduled because a lot of studios were already planning were already planning to not come even before I bet they knew everything I bet they, they probably knew. knew what was coming they, they read they, they could read it on the tea leaves <laughs> and, uh, and I will and, say though that like the, I, I we didn't mention this, but the Hall H line, we went. Oh, there was nobody. I wanted to show it to you yesterday yeah. because I'm like, you got to see this because it's freaking nuts. And I we went over there and I'm like, 
Oh, never mind. There's nothing happening tomorrow. So um, there's the 20 people in line. Normally, four of these tents are already filled mm-hmm. with people. And, and this morning, I, I swear, there, were, there, there was almost as many people in just the normal exhibit hall line yeah. when we got there That's Hall H. than Hall H. Yeah. And, and for, for reference, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle um, panel... I guess was that was the premiere panel uh, was the first one for, for the first thing this morning, uh, so that movie's coming out later. Th- or, uh, it's middle of next month, I think. Um, so and and but it wasn't originally the first one of the day; it was originally the second one. Right. So that that got moved up, and and so anyway, so so as it relates to panels and stuff this year, it's it's very strange just because um, of everything going on, and that may have uh, contributed in some ways to. Uh, some of the added crowd, definitely some of the added crowd on volume the floor. on the on the show yeah. floor. So, uh, so I'm sure the exhibitors love that. Uh, we as as uh, exhibitees uh, may not have enjoyed it so much, but but Please. having said <laughs> having said all that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I gotta pick. I mean, if if travel and and location are are to not be considered, then I'm going celebration. Now, the nice thing about San Diego is it's Always in San Diego. It's always it's, gorgeous. It's always the weather is stunning. Outside of some rain, uh, occasionally. Uh, do they get rained? I don't. I don't even know. I thought the sun was just out like 800 days a year. So, um, <laughs> but, but yeah. So you've got the consistency in, in location. I mean, it's it's a bummer. I'm not going to be able to go to either of the next. Well, this past one or the next celebration because I'm I'm not making it to Tokyo. Yeah. Um, as much as I'd like to, I'm not going to make it to Tokyo. And and so the fact that. I won't be able to attend the next show, which is two years from now. Uh, and so the next show I'll get to go to is probably three or four years from now is kind of a bummer. Whereas I can go to three or four, presuming I can get tickets, San Diego comic cons in between. And, and if I can get four day tickets or at least Friday, Saturdays, then I can get my fill of star Wars. Um, but there's plenty of star Wars on the floor and there are a lot of vendors that still are exclusively star Wars on the floor. Plus, You've got stuff like Roosevelt, yes. uh, Stance, the whole Star Wars Lucasfilm area. Yeah, um, they even had Star Wars branded glasses, like uh, like designer shades. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I was actually kind of looking for the Citizen, like the Star Wars Citizen stuff, like we saw in Anaheim. But um, oh, I will yeah. I will say for me, I, I like coming to conventions like this because I like learning more about about some of the other brands, which again aren't Star Wars, but. Uh, you know, kind of branching, branching out a little bit. Um, and I will say the cosplays are, are certainly more diverse. <laughs> oh yeah, there's, uh, not. <laughs> there's so many things I have no idea. I'm like, nope, don't know who that is. Like, forget it. Well, there was that character that walked in. I go, oh, that's from uh, Final Fantasy. I was like, no, wait, that's not Final Fantasy. That's Resident Evil, right? And you're just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that are that are Tekken. I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was quite the outfit. But uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, of the two, I mean, I- if I can always go, you know, whenever they're they're being put on, I'm picking Celebration just because, like you said, it's it's the thing I'm most comfortable with. Um, well, I think that's what I told you, too. Like, if it's Celebration year, I'm going to Celebration. Mm-hmm. If there's no Celebration, I'll come San Diego. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the thing, so I'd rather choose Celebration. Um, just because, I mean... That's my people. That's my people. Dem, dem's your people. That's my people. You know. Well, like, and and to f- to finish that, you know, the local cons. We, uh, I know, I need to 
personally do a better job of getting to some of the more regional cons like ICCC, mm. um, which is down in Nashville, and even maybe C2E2, you know, maybe if it's not every year, maybe every other year, just to kind of see uh, see what's going on up there. But um, Much more affordable to get to Chicago. Definitely. <laughs> than, to, than to fly out to San Diego. Yeah. Um, although our travel day was quite... Uh, Uneventful, which was God tier, which was God tier travel day. It was God tier. I I can only hope that our travel on the way home uh, Sunday is is equally as good. So, you know, preview of the next few days. We've got uh, we're we've got Mosh Isley tomorrow night, which is going to be amazing. Uh, Friday night, if you're listening uh, when this episode drops, because we're going to pump this out tomorrow. Um, So that's uh, later later tonight, and uh, Star Wars themed pop emo or not pop punk emo punk type music which is going to be great um saturday is going to be a uh, disneyland trek for for john and i up to uh, up to galaxy's edge and uh, assorted other things it's funny haunted mansion is being heavily promoted down here oh yeah um and so uh and then sunday is our is our second and final uh con day so uh, i don't think we'll be waking up at five thirty. <laughs> We'll see what happens. That day. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, and we might totter over to the uh, USS Midway tomorrow because, uh, well, it's, it's, it's like 15 minutes away. It's, I can see, we can see it across the bay. Uh, oh, is, shuttle's doing a great job, too. Oh, yeah. Shuttle's the shuttle service here is, is high marks for that. That high is mark. fantastic. Um, they are running quickly and consistently. Yes. And anything else you want to share with the fine folks about oh. day one of San Diego Comic Con? Ah, another great day one. Yes. I, mean, I really enjoy myself. You know what's really funny is I knew it was going to happen, and I didn't. I didn't. I told you, but I didn't really tell you, because uh, you asked like, well, you and Brandon were here for the whole weekend last right. time, and, and you had tickets every day, and so like, what did you guys do? And I'm like, well, the problem was we spent all of our money on day one and two. And day three, we're just like, why are we still here? They're like, help me, I'm poor. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> I have go. $30,000 in credit card debt. I'm like, we need to go somewhere else. And then, <laughs> sure enough, we walk in the day, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, it was uh, not even halfway. We got out of that panel, and we were both like, we should probably go drop some stuff at the hotel. So let's shuttle back to the hotel and then come back <laughs> just to drop our stuff uh-huh. uh, because, you know, we spent some money. Yeah. So I knew it was going to happen to you, and I just didn't know how to tell you other than the fact of, like, I told you, Brandon and I spent a lot of money. I thought I was going to do better, but the shirts I got are, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> stoked shirts, about. I'm, the shirts I got are phenomenal. I'm that, stoked about are. the shirts. But that's just it. Like, there's so many different booths. There's so many different things you mm-hmm. see that are very unique or, or, God, every booth you go to has something exclusive. Oh, yeah. Like, if I had unlimited money. There were so many things I would have bought today. Exactly, it's not even funny. Yeah. But um, thankfully, I don't have unlimited money because there's no way I would have gotten it all home. Uh, I know you're just happy I made you bring a, ca- I, uh, I a am, checked bag. I, sh- no. I should have brought a bigger checked bag. I told you. I tried to tell you. I didn't believe you. For everybody at home sitting there, I, I he, he, Sean was telling me how, you know what, I'm just gonna. Do a carry on. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you're doing just a carry on? Yeah. Like, I don't need a, I don't need a check bag. I don't like check bags. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, you're going to a convention, out of town, mm-hmm. and we have to fly home. You need a checked bag. So he brought like a mid-sized checked bag, and I've got two huge. You pulled a Mike, bags. You pulled a Michael Scott. 
You, you you took two empty suitcases with you. You yeah. brought two empty, I should say. You brought pretty, two empty suitcases two, with you. Two fully empty suitcases just for stuff to bring home. Yeah, you're the veteran. I'm I'm the newbie. So I try to tell you. I shall learn. One day you'll listen to me. <laughs> I'm letting you be wrong. Yes. I was. Le- I didn't force you. Thank I didn't you. Force, I let you make a mistake. I appreciate that. And I didn't. Judge, and then you did chast- you did chastise me about I, it. Well, so. I did think that you were going to bring a larger check bag when you told me you were bringing one check no. bag. I thought you were going to bring a, a large one, but yeah. It'll do. It's it'll do. It'll do just fine. It'll do, big. It'll, it'll do. do. Uh, and so with that, we're going to uh, <laughs> close this episode out. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to our day one recap. Uh, be sure to check out our friends over the Galactic Dads podcast for all fandoms outside of Star Wars. Um, they would probably touch on more of the stuff we saw today. Um, yeah, and, and look for us on all of our socials. Um, be sure to check out our Twitter, Instagram for more photos from this weekend uh, as we soldier on. Uh, but for Jedi John, I'm Obi Sean. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Force time.